Hey everybody, this is Kaysen, and welcome back to another episode of Hey Kids, this is Titans Talk with Kaysen, an unofficial Tennessee Titans podcast. Joining me today, as always, my co-host, my mom. Hey, Kaysen. How are you? I'm great. Now that we know our season's not over. Oh my gosh, I know. And why is that? Because we are not only in the playoffs, we are the champions of the AFC South. For the first time since I was born, really. Yeah, high five. I have another high five. We've come so close to winning the South a lot the past few years. 2016, we we had a shot at winning the South. We couldn't. We lost to the Texans. We were out of the playoffs that year. Mm-hmm. 2017, we were one game behind the Jacksonville Jaguars, who won the division that year. And honestly, now uh, the way that they have that they played during the regular season, it's like looking back on that team, we're like, wait, they went to the AFC Championship game. <laughs> yeah, things were different, but that's okay because we are here today. And in 2018, we all remember the heartbreaking season when we came so close to beating the Indianapolis Colts and making it to the playoffs. Oh, that was sad. Yeah. We're glad that Andrew Luck is in retirement. Oh, yeah. We're glad that he's not coming back. (laughs) Well, I don't know that he's not coming back, but he's currently in retirement. Right. Thank you. Thank you for leaving us. Thank you for leaving us. Colts fans were not happy about that. Yeah. And then, obviously, last year we had a shot at winning the division, but we lost in that in a heartbreaking game to Houston mm-hmm. again. And now this year, we the drought's over. Houston stinks. Jacksonville stinks. Indy, uh, luckily we hold the most division wins over them. Um, so, yeah, we're, we're South champions now. That's right. 11 and 5. It feels great to say that. Honestly, after, we, after the win, I forgot we were 11 and 5 because uh, of just how excited I was. Oh, <laughs> Oh, man, yeah. It, there's just so many emotions after watching that game, especially with the way that it ended. That game-winning kick. Sam Sloman, my hero! He's the dude, man. He is. He went out there and just, well, it was a doink, and it doinked the right way. <laughs> we needed it. Oh, yeah. It just feels really good that we are going to host a home playoff game yes. here in Nissan Stadium for the first time. In about, uh, as I've mentioned, 12 years. Uh, and we are facing a familiar pl- opponent that we've faced before. Baltimore. Mm-hmm. Well, I hate these guys. <laughs> Don't hold back. No. Yeah, I hate I hate them just like Indy. <laughs> yep. Um, actually, a fun fact is that the last time we hosted a home playoff game, we faced them. We went 13-3. Wow. and three. We lost 13-10 to 10 in uh, Justin Tucker's game-winning field goal. Hmm. Uh, it was and then since we didn't we haven't hosted a home playoff game until now, mm-hmm. and hopefully we can get these guys back. And also another quick uh, fact is that in the Titans and Ravens uh, playoff rivalry, the visiting team has always won these matchups. Uh, the visiting team is four and zero, so we are two and zero in Baltimore in in uh, road playoff games, and they are two and zero here in road playoff games. Hmm. So this is going to be the tiebreaker, right? Yeah, pr- uh, yeah, pretty much. You're two and two against each other in the playoffs. Mm-hmm. So that'll be us. A, I believe it. A bad blood rivalry uh, yeah. between us and the Ravens, and I think that the Ravens hate uh, hate us even more because what we did. Obviously, we remember that epic win in the playoffs where we shocked them last year. Yeah. Yes. 
And then obviously recently, uh, back in November, when we uh, not when we beat them in overtime to put them at six and four, mm-hmm. that was one of their uh, last losses. Their previous loss was to the Steelers on that postponed Wednesday Thanksgiving game. That's right. And honestly, such a great memory you have. Yeah, <laughs> the Ravens have won. Yes, you do so. The Ravens have won five straight since uh, their loss to the Steelers, and they've been hot. They've beaten a lot of good teams. They've beat the Browns. They've have I believe that's the only good team they've beat recently. The Browns. I don't know, but they but they're hot. They're hot right now, and I think that's going to be a big the big problem for our defense. But we'll get into the how to stop them later in the, later in the show with the sixth graders forecast, including go. keys to the game. <laughs> that's right. So now it's time for some Titans trivia from our friend, Mr. Jim Wyatt of TennesseeTitans.com. Six things that stood out for the Titans in Sunday's 41 to 38 win over the Texans. Titans running back Derrick Henry ran for two bills in 50 yards and two touchdowns against the Texans. <laughs> two bills. That's what, that's what the guy on the NFL preview says. Oh, okay. We'll go with that. <laughs> I like it. Yeah. He broke his own club record of 238 rushing yards and his rushing total on Sunday, tied for the 13th best single-game performance in the NFL since 1948. But that's not all. Not even close. (laughs) That's right. Henry became the eighth player in NFL history to run for over 2,000 yards in a season. His 2,027 rushing yards total gave him the fifth highest total in NFL history behind Eric Dickerson's 2,105 yards in 1984, Adrian Peterson's 2,097 yards in 2012, Jamal Lewis's 2,066 yards in 2003, and Barry Sanders' 2,053 yards in 1997. That's crazy amazing. And just a little side note about me. I actually, I ran 223 yards 22 times on Sunday before the game. And that equals to be 2.7875 miles. And I ran 223 yards 22 times because that's how many yards Derek needed to get to 2,000 and his number 22. So we like math around here. That's a you lost note. me. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not. I'm not exactly what you would call uh, a genius in math. <laughs> You're pretty good, but mind you, I used a calculator to figure it all out. But <laughs> anyway, yeah. So that that was a big big deal for everybody on Sunday to watch Derek make history. And Henry broke Chris Johnson's franchise mark of 2006 rushing yards in 2009. Henry also became the first player since LT, LaDainian Tomlinson, from 2006-2007 to lead the NFL in rush yards in consecutive seasons. There's so much more we could share here, but uh, I'm going to go ahead and put a link in the show notes for the rest of this fantastic article breaking down the goodness from the AFC South Championship game. And by the way, it was Derrick Henry's birthday the day after the game. It was January 4th. And uh, just for the record, Derrick Henry needs to be the MVP for the league. The end. Uh, yeah, I know a lot of people are saying it should be a quarterback award and Aaron Rodgers and Patrick Mahomes and da 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 and Josh Allen. Da, da, da. <laughs> Listen, it's time to give the award to a running back. We want Henry to win it. 
the king needs a crown. Mm-hmm. And to truly award it, he needs the MVP. So I don't care about all those people whining about how Derrick Henry shouldn't get it because it's a quarterback award. I don't care. I think that he should get it. 2,000 yards is a lot. And uh, no offense to any of the commentators on Sunday. They did a great job commentating the game. But they didn't really act like it was a huge deal that no, Derek got 2,000 yards. No. They're just like, oh, great, congrats. Uh, everyone does it. <laughs> it was really hard work for a season. You think? Yeah, we think. He's stiff-arming people. Just ask, just ask <laughs> Josh Norman and whoever the and who, and whoever the heck the guy, the Lions guy was that got ran over. Yeah. So according to Next Gen Stats, via our friend TD Teron Davenport. Shout out Teron Davenport. Yes. Derrick Henry was clocked at 21.09 miles per hour on his 52-yard touchdown run Man. Sunday. Yeah, the wow. dude's fast. Henry had the top speed by a Titans ball carrier. Versus the Texans. Also from Tehran, A.J. Brown hit a max speed of 20.7 miles per hour on his 52-yard reception to set up the game-winning field goal versus the Texans. Both of those guys had two big 52-yard plays. It's it's crazy. I can't even... I mean, I can bike 20 miles an hour, but I can't run 20 miles an hour. I can barely run 5 miles an hour. That's... <laughs> that's I just... It's mind-blowing. These guys are amazing. Um, from another friend of the pod, Buck Rising, shout out to Buck Rising. Shout out to Buck. He talked to Titans All-Pro and Pro Bowl punter Brett Kern on Buck's podcast, the 615 Sessions, from this past Tuesday, which would be January 5th. Brett said that he was on the team when Chris Johnson got his 2,000 yards and he got to see Derrick Henry get his 2,000 yards. And that in his 12 years in the NFL, he'd never won an AFC championship. And in addition to that, he has this really cool story that he shares about our kicker from Sunday's big ending of our game. And so I'm just going to play a little clip for you right now, listener, from that episode, talking about what it was like for Brett to see Sam and what it meant to him. I was a little a little nervous just because... You know, I I normally don't get nervous for for field goals or you know punts in general. And you know, I'm 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 dr- trotting out there and I'm thinking, man, I I've been here for 12 years and I've yet to win an AFC South title. And that kind of like sunk into me a little bit. And I'm thinking, man, this is the opportunity to finally get it. And so I kind of had my own set of nerves. And when he came up, he kind of had you know that look in his eyes. And I'm like, hey, buddy, nice and smooth, just do your thing. You got this thing, no problem. And uh, and he did it. So when he when it hit off the upright, I, the angle I was at, I couldn't tell. So I just stood there frozen. Uh, and then when I saw the officials put their hands up that it, you know, that it went through, I just stayed there and I just let out a big sigh of relief because it was just like, hey, I finally accomplished an AFC South title in 12 years. And, uh, you know, I hugged some of the offensive linemen that were on field goal. And then I thought, man, see, or, uh, I got to see CJ rush for 2K. Now I got to see Derek rush for 2K. And, um, yeah, I just kind of stood there and just soaked it all in because that's uh, two very special moments all kind of, uh, you know, coming together at one time and uh, just kind of had to stand there and soak it in. Pretty crazy, huh? Just yeah. a beautiful story. So shout out to Buck for letting us play that here on the pod. And with all that to say, it just seems like this is our year. I don't know. It just feels like it. I know our defense hasn't been the best, but we're all on a level playing field right now. It's Everybody's 0-0 in the playoffs. Anything could happen. 
We've yeah. seen crazier things happen. This is uh, like how Christmas is us. the most wonderful time of the year. Playoffs is the most exhilarating time of the year. It's It really is. Well, how about we just go right into Kaysen's Quick Picks and... Since it's the playoff edition, playoff breakdown. Do, 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 do. Now we're going to start things off with the Colts and the Bills, the first of the triple headers on Saturday. I think that Bills Mafia is going to roll out easily with this one. I think that it's a handily 35-24 to 24 win over Indy. <laughs> I like it. Handily. <laughs> it's cute. Sorry, Indy, but you're not this year. Rams and Seahawks, a rivalry in the West. That's is going to be taking place in Seattle. I am rolling with a upset here. The Los Angeles Rams. I know they've been t- really stinking ever since their loss to the win- previously winless Jets. Mm-hmm. I think that they pull off kind of a tight one, uh, 34 to 30. Uh, and then finally, the last game, the triple header on on uh, Saturday, we have Washington and the Buccaneers. <clears throat> We have the NFC East champs, the Washington football team, and the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. I am rolling with Tampa Bay. Uh, I think that Washington, honestly. How about you say I'm picking Tampa Bay? I'm going to pick the Tampa Bay Buccaneers on this one. I just don't think that Washington can handle uh, Tom Brady, even mm. though they have uh, even though they have a really good pass rush. I don't think that they can handle them. I'm calling Bucks 28, Washington 20. I'm gonna root for the underdog on that one. You're gonna root for Washington? Oh yeah. I would really, I would like to see them win, but I think that anything could happen. Uh, yeah, anything you did call them happen. to beat the Steelers. That's right. I will always claim that. But yeah, I just would. Um, I think maybe Tom Brady doesn't need to be in. He's gonna be a one and done. Uh, okay. All right. Moving on. Sorry about that. All right. And the second game of the uh, Sunday triple header: the Bears and the Saints. Uh, I I think I'm gonna roll with this. I'm Did we keep... miss the first game? No, Titans and Ravens. Oh, okay, my bad. We're saving that that one for last. Yeah. So Bears and Saints. I am gonna go with the Saints and a blowout win, forty-two to twenty-four. Chicago, you had a great year, but I don't think you can get past this tough Saints offense and Drew Brees. Uh, then finally, the Browns and the Steelers. Literally a rematch of the of a pre- of the previous game uh, the week before. Mm-hmm. Yeah, in week 17. Uh, Steelers rushed their starters. Um, but the Steelers are going to get a second chance against the Browns and actually playing their starters. Now, last time the Browns faced the Steelers and they, and the Steelers are starting all their starters. The Browns lost 38-7. to And this game's in Pittsburgh, and that game was in Pittsburgh. I think that the Browns don't have enough playoff experience. Um, cause I mean, they've been out for 17 years or something like that. It's, mm-hmm. um, I think that this is just going to be a easy Steelers win 38 to, uh, 17. And that is, those are my quick picks. Wild card edition. Well, on that last one, I'm just going to go ahead and pick the Browns. Mm. <laughs> you're going with the, you're going with the no playoff experienced Browns. That's what I'm going with. Okay. I'm saying anything could happen. Anything can happen. This is the playoffs, the uh, best time of the football season. That's right. Actually, here are a few scenarios that we could have if we want to avoid the monstrous Chiefs. So here's a scenario. If the Colts beat the Buffalo Bills, they clinch a spot in Kansas City, meaning they will have to go to Kansas City since they are the lowest seed remaining. And Kansas City, since they are the number one seed in the new playoff format, Kansas City 
would get the lowest seed remaining. Now, if the, if the Steelers beat Cleveland and we beat Baltimore, we would have to travel up to Pittsburgh. And honestly, I would rather play Pittsburgh than having to play that high-powered Kansas City offense. Mm-hmm. However, if anyone wants to be bold and host another home playoff game, then here's what needs to happen. The Colts need to beat the Bills. Okay. The Titans need to beat the Ravens, obviously. And the Browns need to beat the Steelers. See, I picked them. <laughs> okay. So, that, th- so that if all those things happened, then we would have another home game? Yeah, we would play Cleveland here in Nashville. <gasps> okay. Uh, right. so, I listener, would... so just tell us who needs to win. Just say the names of the teams that need to win. The Browns, the Titans, and... The Colts, if we want to host another home playoff game. Okay. But I would rather... never thought I would say go Colts, ever. I want. I would kind of want to go the route of us having to travel to Pittsburgh because remember the last time we played Cleveland, they lit us up. Yeah, but uh, again. <laughs> I know this is the playoffs, <laughs> but seriously. Uh, I know, I know. I'm eternally optimistic when it comes to this stuff. Yeah. Um, I am. I th- I'd rather go with the us traveling to Pittsburgh and Indy traveling to Kansas City. Okay. Well, that takes us, and now that I'm almost, I think I've got it, we need Indy. For us to host a playoff game, we need Indy to win, us to win, and the Browns to win. Yep. Okay. Got it. And now it's time for the sixth graders forecast, including keys to the game. Thank you, Mom. Uh, you're welcome. I just hope you love all my voices because, <laughs> I mean, I don't have that many. You do a great job at it. <laughs> I just make myself laugh. <laughs> now let's start with our first key. Uh, our first key is play action pandemonium for offense. The Ravens have yeah, struggled like against play action. Mm-hmm. They've struggled against the run. They've struggled against the pass. Mm-hmm. If you didn't watch the amazing Browns and uh, Ravens game on Monday night, the Browns were able to take advantage of the Ravens defense with some play action and running. If we can mix that in, mm-hmm. then I think that our offense, the, there'd be a lot of offensive fireworks. The only time we didn't do that and we just kind of panicked, was the Green Bay game mm-hmm. and, uh, and the first half of the Cleveland game. And I think if we do that, it'll be a, a little bit more of an organized offense. So we really need to do that. Baltimore's defense has had a really hard time struggling. And if we can do that, then, yeah, a lot of offensive fireworks, and it won't be us, it won't be us trying to get out of a hole that our defense will probably dig for us. Oh, I hate to say that they dig holes for us. I mean... They had some moments. I mean, my gosh, how many sacks did we get on Sunday? Four? Four. That I mean, yeah, we haven't had any all season, but the rest of the season doesn't count. It's where we're at right now. And so if we had four then, there's a chance that we could get at least one or maybe not yeah. two. Yeah. You know, I'm just trying to think a little bit more optimistically instead of our defense is trash because... They need our positive energy. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Now, our key on defense is this probably... <laughs> Speaking of defense. Yeah. Uh, probably this is the most obvious key of any team that's facing the Ravens. Contain number eight, Lamar Jackson, the uh, tremendous quarterback for the Ravens. Mm-hmm. He's actually... Uh, remember last year when he won the MVP because of all these crazy run moves he's been making? Yeah. Teams have been able to figure that out. They've been able to stop him. Mm-hmm. They've been able to force him to run when he doesn't want to and make him not so jazzy on all those runs. 
And actually, uh, one team that I found an example of that contained him perfectly was the New England Patriots. Interesting. On Sunday Night Football in a drenching Gillette Field. Um, they were able, uh, not only due to the weather because he couldn't really throw it, it was also because the Patriots defense was getting all up in his face and making him want to make uncomfortable decisions. Yeah. So either screening and losing yardage maybe or gaining, letting them gain like two or three Mm -hmm. and just getting all up in his face and getting him down to the ground. And I think that if our defense can, uh, do what the Patriots did and get all up in his face and apply pressure, and not give him time to find any open receivers downfield because that's what our defense usually does. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think that we can have a shot at possibly getting off the field. Well, didn't we kind of do that the two times we played them this year? Uh, last year? Cause well, I mean, this okay, technically, 2020 season. We did it in the divisional around but we did not really do it all that well the let in the when we faced them in the regular season okay in in maryland and i really think that that was a huge problem was that's why the game was so tight well it could have been probably a really tight low scoring game i think that our defense can if they can make those stops like they did in overtime i then they have a shot at moving on to uh buffalo kansas city or pittsburgh or back here in nashville Got it. So now it's time for our friend Mr. Jim Wyatt's Britches Report against the Baltimore Ravens, Navy Jersey, and Navy Britches. You're not so favorite combination of uniform? I mean, I don't have a problem with it. It's just that if we wear it too much, it kind of bugs me. Well, how much do you think we've worn it? Uh, Four times. <laughs> according to <laughs> You're the You're cheating on my notes. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, yep, according to our friend Titans Uni Tracker on Twitter, shout out to Rob Naylor and listener, we had him on a episode a couple weeks ago, and uh, if you haven't heard that episode, be sure to check it out if you love all things Titans Uniform, that's a really fun podcast to listen to. So we wound up 3-1 and one in All-Navy for the 2020 season in Week 5, October 13th versus Buffalo, we won 42 to 16. That was an amazing game. Yes, it was. Week 6, October 18th versus Houston. I didn't realize it was just 5 days later. Wow. We won in overtime 42 to 36 in week 10 for Thursday night football, November 12th versus Indianapolis. We lost want want 34 to 17. And then we wore it again week 15. December 20th versus Detroit, and we won 46 to 25. Also in the regular season, we're 21 and 15 all time and 18 and 15 at home in those uniforms. And Titans Uni calls it Mono Navy. That's an interesting way to say it. Yeah. Now, do you know what our record is in the playoffs? I actually do know that fact, and we are zero and zero. So we haven't won in it, but we haven't lost in it. That's right. So we're going to be 1-0 and after Sunday. But uh, I wouldn't make it too quick, but we're going to have something on that. We're going to have something on the one on the 0-0. Zero and zero. I hope it's on the win side. Well, yeah, it's going to be on the win side. Positive energy, right? Yes, po- positive vibes. Positive, positive, positive. That's right. So they've only worn four different combos in the playoffs. White over Navy has been worn eight times. Navy over white has been worn four times. White 
over light blue. And when I say over, the, the second part is always the pants, breeches, right? So those have been worn three times. And then I think one time the combination that you would like to see is the light blue over navy. And anything light blue I'm cool with. And actually the last time we wore that combination in the playoffs, we lost the Ravens. And when we hosted here. Oh, so that's why we're not wearing it. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. But yeah, that's um, that's some cool uni facts for our mono navy look this coming Sunday. And actually, I I think it's my personal favorite. I, I love the navy helmet, the navy pants, the navy britches. And yeah, it looks very, I don't know, it just looks very strong. Wouldn't it be cool if we had like a helmet for every different uniform combination? If we were all white, we had a white helmet. And if we wore uh, all light blue, we had a all we had a light blue helmet, mm-hmm. and obviously all navy. We already have the navy helmet. That would just be so cool. Yeah. And by the way, uh, before we get into our predictions, if uh, the game is going to be on ABC and ESPN, so that'll be fun. That I will be always, fun. I always I love the guys uh, that that do the Monday Night Football thing. Shout out to uh, Steve Levy, Lewis Riddick, and Brian Greasy for all that they do on the Monday Night Football crew. It's just really good. I love what they're doing. And they're going to come here to Nashville to watch us and Baltimore showdown and historic rivalry. So that'll be something definitely to, uh, if you're not going to the game, watch. Watch. Those guys are those guys are great. And, that's right. And I'm just so excited for them to be coming here to Nashville. Yeah, that's awesome. I love that, that you have a favorite announcing crew that you like to to listen to our all-time favorite would be titans radio coach dave mcginnis coach mac and uh the legendary mike keith the voice of the tennessee titans we had him on for one episode and yeah it was great i know so great and we're gonna have him on a future episode once the season concludes after the super bowl most likely but be we're look- not going to talk about be super on the bowl for that uh we're not going to talk about the super bowl right now we're just going to do one game at a time like coach Vrabel says so Kaysen, what are your thoughts? What's your score prediction for Wild Card Weekend for the AFC First Round Champions? First, what do you call it? AFC, AFC South Champions. Well, yeah, we're the AFC Division South Division Champions. No. <laughs> no, what would the game be considered? Just the first round? Yeah, what wild card. Called? Wild oh, card. Okay, Wild Card Weekend. I had it right. Wild Card Weekend. Yep. Okay, so this is obviously going to be a tight game. Both offenses are great. Both defenses are eh. I'm going with Titans 33, Ravens 27. Okay. Yeah. So it's going to be a touchdown in between us. Yeah. Okay. Well, I'm never good at pre- uh, predicting these, but I tend to agree with you that it's going to be close because that's just how the Titans roll. I don't know. I'm going to say 38 to 27. Did you say 27? Yeah, I said 27. I said 33 to 27. Oh, yeah, okay. I think we're going to score more than that. Yeah, I'm going to say 38-27. I do like, hmm. Yep, okay. It doesn't matter. That's what I'm picking. Yeah, I just just don't matter the score. I just don't care about the score as long as we win. Yeah, that's all we got. That's all we got to focus on, boys. You got this. And um, there is the new mantra for the AFC South champions it's never satisfied nope last year's was take everything yeah this year we're not satisfied that's right that. we're not satisfied on winning the south we're not satisfied on hosting a home playoff game we're not satisfied and we will never be satisfied that's right until we get the super bowl 
trophy in our even, hands. Even then, we won't be satisfied. That's right. We'll just keep going. Ah, I'm ready for the game. Before we go, we'd like to ask a favor of you, listener. If you could just share this podcast with just one person, that would be so amazing. And if you do, send us a message on Twitter at I-A-M-Z-A-P-G-I-R-L. And in case you're wondering why that handle, that's my nickname. That's me on Twitter. But if you do, send us a message and share with us that you shared it with one person and where you're listening from. We will be sure to give you a shout out on a future pod. And as always, please subscribe, rate, and review. And do know we have one listener in Europe, so we would like to give a shout out to our listener in Clichy, France, and I'm sure that I'm mispronouncing it, but uh, merci beaucoup for listening to Hey Kids, This is Titan Stock with Kaysen, an unofficial Tennessee Titans podcast. So Kaysen, can you give us a little hype? I mean, we need a hype, man. It's... It's a playoff game. We're hosting a playoff game. Against a team we hate? Yeah. Okay. You got this. You got this. We we won the ASC South champion. Great. Who cares? There are other people out there waiting to take us on. And those people who are like, oh, the Titans aren't a big threat. Oh, no, no. They're going to be one and done. Wrong. We'll show them that we are not a one and done team. We're one and not done. We're going to show these Ravens that they're in our house. They're in our town and they're about to be sent back to Maryland with a eliminated sign on their backs. Let's kick out number 8 and let's kick out number 21 out of our house. We hate you Baltimore and we'll show it on Sunday. Tighten up! Let's go! <laughs> That's amazing. Well this is Casey and Carrie signing off but never forget to tighten, tighten up and be Tennessee, Tennessee tough! tough.